The following program is being brought to you on the Voice America Business Channel. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit voiceamericabusiness.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. Good day, and welcome to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by www.us.cision.com, whose world-famous Bacon's Media Database is updated more than 10,000 times per day. Take your PR to the next level. Now, here's your host, Maureen Kettis. Welcome to PR Insider. I'm your host, Maureen Kettis, and we're on Voice America Radio Network's business channel. We're sponsored by Cision, formerly Bacon's Media. Visit them at Cision, C-I-S-I-O-N.com. Well, I'm super excited for today's show because this is kind of fun. I'm actually featuring one of my former clients who's become a very close friend and who I probably would say when I go to meetings to pitch people, I, I use her as an example of one of my most proudest PR so her name is Amy Hendel, and she's known as the Health Gal. You can find her at healthgal.com, and be sure to go there to sign up for her free newsletter. Amy, welcome. Thank you so much for having me, Maureen. Good to talk to you. And she is calling from New York, where she did something very brave and um, worked for years in Los Angeles and raised two amazing, gorgeous, brilliant children and has a fabulous husband. And she said, okay, now it's my turn. I'm going to New York City. So what are you doing in New York? I am attempting to break through to rather rigid um, structures known as news and talk shows in the New York land, and I will tell you that it is daunting and challenging, but you know I am tenacious, mm-hmm. and I did believe that I needed to be here physically in order to try and get the task done, so the the decision was to go by coastal, and I took the plunge and rented a beautiful little studio here in New York, and I'm an ex-New Yorker, so I know know the ropes, but I will say that particularly with what has happened in the last several months in terms of the economy, I am really um, struggling, but, you know, taking it day by day and really trying to find creative ways to get my name out there, get to producers, and see if I can indeed become uh, a recognizable force here in New York. So now that's interesting because you were saying you felt like you need to be there in today's market. You know, a lot of our listeners are marketing and PR people, you know, we sort of feel like everything can be done remotely. What is the advantage of actually being there in person, and why do you feel that's important? Well, first of all, just from watching local things that happen from a health perspective, which is the area that I'm involved with, it really helps to be here, to be getting the newspapers, to be out on the street and hearing what people are talking about, to be riding the trains, and and just be out there in the community so you just get a sense of locally the health picture. But beyond that, there's no doubt that I'm satellited in a lot from um, L.A., but that really precludes you from seeing a producer face-to-face, from really having that handshake, that little bit of tete-a-tete that would often go on if you are present in studio and waiting to go on. All of that is lost when you're just a satellite guest sitting in a tiny room with a cameraman and a camera and a makeup artist, and then they throw you on air. So I still think even with all the social networking going on on the Internet and with all the um, availability of being able to be 
on a show, even if you're not physically present in that locale, you're still losing some social interactions that really need to happen face-to-face in order to secure a more significant position. Well, I can hear the, I can hear the sounds in New York behind us. Behind you? Uh, yeah. <laughs> I'm up on the 24th floor of a high-rise, and the windows actually block out a lot of the noise, but I will tell you that there is a vibrancy to the um, Shireen network that isn't often felt at my home in the San Fernando Valley. So I want to get into, you know, marketing and, and our story of how we met and, and – um, and, you know, what we did for you um, at Vertex and what you did and how tenacious you were in your own career. But I want to just first ask, because it's very newsworthy, about, you know, you are the health gal, healthgal.com, and she can pretty much answer any question on health. But, you know, how crazy are we going with this swine flu, you know, mania? I think that um, here's what, what tends to happen. First of all, whatever news is news of the day continues to be news of the day until something else of greater merit occurs. So until we have Castro doing something or Chavez doing something or something bold happening in the Middle East, swine flu is going to be on the radar. It's something we can talk about a lot. It's something they've been warning about for a long time, and we're no longer, first of all, calling it the swine flu. So all of your PR people should know it's being called H1N1, which are the strains of viruses that are involved in this particular new strain of flu. That being said, I think we're talking about it ad nauseum. We're tracking numbers that are still certainly representative of a flu that can be caught by a lot of people, but we are minimizing the fact that the flu happens every year, that so many people um, scoff at taking the flu vaccine. So I suppose if there's one good thing that's going to come out of this, I think people are now consciously aware of the fact that the flu is a nasty bug. If you catch it, you feel miserable, and you can get secondary complications, which is what happened in these young individuals down in Mexico. Many of them probably developed pneumonia, a secondary infection. Pneumonia is one of the top causes of death in Mexico, so it's not surprising that this flu evolved into pneumonias before people realized how sick they were getting, and there are treatments for pneumonias. You just have to recognize the symptoms and get to a hospital and get treatment. So I think that possibly explains the death rate among the young. I do think it's important to keep emphasizing, wash the hands, wash down things that are being touched by a lot of public individuals, don't handshake right now, don't kiss, be aware that there is a possible illness out there, be vigilant with your children, but beyond that, I think we're just really making people crazy with the inundation of information, and that's what journalists do. So, And I, isn't it true that most of the people that get it don't actually die? I mean, a lot of people um, let's, got it let's got be clear. The normal statistics for the every year flu that has vaccination possibility is still 36,000 deaths, usually among the very young and the very old who are somewhat immunocompromised or don't have the antibodies to really fight off the flu. And they don't die from the flu. They die from the complications. They develop bronchitis and pneumonias and septicemias, and that is what kills them when the virus overwhelms their system. There are also more than 100,000 hospitalizations a year associated with the regular flu. And remember, Maureen, we're still talking about a flu where 
people take vaccinations. Still not enough people vaccinate, which is why it continues to spread. It's an organism that can live on matter for several hours, so if you touch a surface and you touch your nose or your mouth or your eyes, you're going to transmit that virus, which is going to entrench itself in your body. But mostly what happens to people is they get body aches, they get a headache, they get a fever for several days, they may get stomach or gastrointestinal symptoms, they certainly get the respiratory symptoms, and then they fight it off or their doctor gives them one of those antivirals. In this case, it would be Relenza or Tamiflu. One interesting thing that nobody's talking about, Maureen, is the fact that if you have asthma, or if you have a child who has asthma who's over age 10 and um, able to take an antiviral, should they get the regular flu or this particular flu, though Relenza is one of the approved antivirals, it should not be given because it's an inspiration type of antiviral medication, and you do not want to give something that you inhale to somebody who has reactive airway disease. So Tamiflu would probably be the number one choice for somebody who has asthma or respiratory issues and needs to take an antiviral, and that's an important piece of information to And this particular the virus is airborne, too, so it's, it's even, I think, a little scarier for people. But. All flus are airborne. You sneeze or cough, droplets go out into the air, somebody, it falls on somebody's skin, they touch their skin, it falls into their face, they breathe it in. So all flus are airborne and droplets. And another thing about the masks, what you have to realize is if you're using one of the surgical masks, that also becomes a vector if you're wearing it all day. If people are sneezing on the mask and those viruses begin to live on the outside of that mask and then your hand touches it as you take it off and then your hand touches your face, you're going to transmit the virus. So that surgical masks are a catch-22. The people that should be wearing the surgical masks are the people who actually have disease so that the mask can contain the disease in their area and not allow them to spray droplets. Uh. But for those of us wearing the mask, you better be changing those masks every four to six hours or you're harboring the flu on that right. mask. Right. So, so um, are people wearing masks in New York right now? I have not seen any masks being worn, but if you walk into every drugstore, wherever there were masks, they're gone. Okay. Wherever there was hand wash, it's gone. Maybe they're having uh, mask parties at home. I don't know. <laughs> Um, so I wanted to ask you also. Um, well, we're gonna we're gonna have to take a break in like two minutes, but um, I want to talk about your book, and I want to talk about how that is a affected your um, presence in New York, meaning what kind of impression that you make on people because of the book. Because I know I pushed you to write this book, and it's called Fat Families, Thin Families. It's on Ben Bella Publishers. And um, how is it going with the book? Does that seem to give you more uh, credibility with producers? Um, I think that probably we should save a large discussion of this because I think title choice and what your platform is are very huge considerations when you're coming out with a book and I took a chance and I'm not sure it played out the way I would have liked it to, but I do know that you encouraged me to write the book. I will confess to you it was like having another baby. Uh, <laughs> the editing process was like labor pains and when you finally kept, you know, fighting over 
the book cover that's like they're trying to cut the umbilical cord on you and you don't want to cut. Um, the only brilliant thing is once you have the baby, you don't have to tend to it every four hours for feeding and for, um, you know, suffering from lack of sleep. But I do think that if you want to be a highly regarded expert in the world of health and lifestyle, then having that on your resume is supremely important. And you were the guy who kept telling me year after year, you have to do this, so I do credit you oh, with force my hand. I, and the beautiful mention in, in the foreword of the book was great. Well, we're going to have to take Thank a break. You. When we come back, we'll be back with health gal uh, Amy Hendel, healthgal.com. Don't forget to sign up for her free newsletter. And this is your host, Maureen Kettis. We'll be back after a word. Sir. Stocks, bonds, investment opportunities, financial news, and talk. We can help. Call us now toll-free, 866-472-5790, 866-472-5790, Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. What would you do if you knew that you could not fail? The Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Vasily is a radio forum for some of the world's most influential people in the fields of health, wellness, and human potential. Dr. Pat brings together and introduces visionary scientists and futurists, environmentalists, educators, business leaders, inventors, filmmakers, authors, artists, mystics, and healers who inspire and support individual and collective growth and positive cultural shifts. This award-winning radio show empowers the listening community to be the change they want to see in the world. Tune in every Thursday. Thursday at 8 a.m. Pacific for the Dr. Pat Show with Dr. Pat Basile, radio to thrive by. Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N dot com. From the boardroom to you, Voice America Business Network. 
listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Well, welcome back. If you heard Sam say, email me, Maureen, at prinsider.biz, and you can maybe get a question answered by Health Gal, who is our wonderful guest, Amy Hendel, who was a, uh, a client of Vertex for many years, and she's my pride and joy. Um, I look at her as my example of uh, an individual taking them to the next level. Um, so we're going to take a walk down uh, memory lane in a minute, but first I want to talk to Amy. Welcome back, Amy. Thank you. Um, about your book and why it was so important for you, being a physician's assistant, to write this book, Fat Families, Thin Families, and and, and what's the meaning behind the book? From and, and let's get into the PR aspect of it. Sure, 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 sure. Well, first of all, I think that my challenge as a health expert was the fact that even though physician assistants are very well-known nationwide, they are really hands-on health professionals. They are a step below a physician, but we actually um, are able to practice medicine kind of with a doctor looking over our shoulder periodically just to sign off on a lot of stuff. We assist in the surgical OR suites. We give direct patient care to everybody from hypertensive diabetics. We do a lot of prevention. We spend more time with patients. We tend to do a lot of patient education. We can adjust medications. We are very often hospital-based and work side-by-side with residents and fellows. But in the world of media, saying that you're a physician assistant is kind of like saying, I'm not a doctor, but I know something about medicine and health. And I really found it, along with you, I think, a very challenging um, situation to try and convince a lot of producers in the medical and talk show world that, if anything, PAs tend to be even better read and more up-to-date on breaking news and science news and health news because we have a little more time on our hands to do the due diligence and the reading and take the continuing medical education classes. Well, not everybody's as diligent as you, but what I found as your publicist during those those years was – I have to explain physician's assistant. I actually found the word assistant to be a huge block in their mind. All they heard was they pictured like the secretary of right. the, the doctor. And I would say to them, no, physician's assistant is the highest medical ranking under MD. It's higher than a nurse practitioner. Now, they've had nurses and nurse practitioners come on all the time. But right. for some reason, the word assistant was a block. So that's why I said you have to become an author. Right, and and I, I totally fought you on it because, again, the idea of sitting down and writing a book with all the chapters and the research, and there was no question what my platform was going to be. Childhood obesity has always been a pet passion of mine. I was an obese kid. I conquered it at age 16 when the dating world was very unforgiving to me. All the guys wanted my class notes. They didn't want to date me because I was so big, and so that motivational Believe we're being a gorgeous felt blonde now, but (laughs) (laughs) 
Yeah, I'd love to go back and find all those guys now and say, yo. All you have to do is here put the before, the before picture on the front page of your website. There you go. I should have a before and after. But so certainly um, the weight loss was really important to me. I was very focused on it. I had a mother who really wanted to fight me on it. So that kind of set me on my pathway to getting involved in the health world, becoming a physician assistant, then becoming a private lifestyle coach, and then really working with families. So the concept of the book was always there on the back burner. That was not the problem. It was just the due diligence of sitting down and doing it. And you found me a wonderful editor who worked with me outside of my publishing house. And she was incredible because she was a health writer. So I could bounce stuff off of her, have her read stuff and give me ideas. And that really, really helped the process. So I'm forever indebted to you for hooking me up with that person. Well, but, you um, did <laughs> all the work, you had all the, the knowledge. You did the book. Uh, yeah, so, and the book is also, you can find it if you want to go to healthgal.com, but um, it's called Fat Families, Thin Families. And just give us a, the slug line of what it's about, basically. It is a new approach to fighting obesity and fighting weight issues and maintaining weight loss by asking the family to team up not taking individual dieting and having a kid brought to a lifestyle person like me, but having the family team up, team up, having parents take on the modeling role, agreeing that you have to create a home environment that encourages good health, fitness, and good nutrition. Um, it has a 4P program, plan, prepare, portion, play, which to me are the keys to getting a lifestyle change in place. And then it has this program called the Yes, No, Maybe So Food Plan, which can work for even kids as young as three to understand which are the foods we need to eat in abundance, which are the foods we need to portion control carefully, and which are the foods that are no foods which should still be in our diet, but with extreme caution. Right. And, Amy, you taught me um, that. It's like basically the, um, a manual. The you know, counting. It's, it's a Bible. I still do the counting of the potato chips because I, I love <laughs> potato chips. So I have my max is 10 potato chips. Then right, I don't have to deny myself potato chips. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. That's, that's what you have to do, though, Maureen. You have to be really, really aware. And you know better than I, because I've been watching my weight all my life, that as women move from 30 to 40 to 50, even the naturally gifted slim ones, they have metabolic changes, the body changes. And they're the mommies that are handing off habits to kids. They're the ones that are keeping the kitchen and the pantry and the fridge the way they are. They're the ones that are or aren't moving. So, again, when we isolate out kids and say you have to lose weight, you have to go on a diet because you're obese, it's happening at home. So right, the and they're isolated. That's why you need to bring in the whole family team. So um, exactly. I want to take a walk uh, down memory lane, and then I want to talk about what you've got going on now. But let's, ta- let's take a walk down memory lane. So I met Amy. She came to me. She was wanting, she had had an experience on television, knew she was meant for it, came to me, and I first thing I said was, we've got to do something about that hair. Do you remember your hair? Yeah, I was a brunette. <laughs> was, what, what, you're a brunette, for crying out loud. I know, but it's just you needed to be a blonde, and you had this this terrible haircut that made you grow your hair out, right. and uh, now you're this luscious blonde, and it worked really great, right? I mean, and we got rid of the New York accent, most of it. If nothing else, my husband is forever indebted to you. <laughs> he always wanted a blonde babe, and you, Maureen, secured that for him. Uh, so, um, so tell you know, tell me this is the story. The one of the funny stories I think is is the life life uh, life 
time fine. story. <laughs> so tell us. It's funny now. It was very painful and cruel to me then. So obviously, one of the things we were doing, other than pitching um, local news and radio talk shows and TV shows, was we were kind of keeping our finger um, in the casting calls and looking yeah. for projects. I just want to interrupt because I want to just tell our listeners that Amy was you were the really the perfect client because you were just as involved. I always tell my clients. Don't, you're not bothering me with ideas. You're not bothering me by calling. Call me, give me stuff, and I, because I'm working, it needs to be a symbiotic relationship. And Amy was always, you were always on it. You were always right. thinking, and right. I would say yes, no, yes, no. But at least we right. were moving forward. So go ahead. And I appreciated that, that you allowed me to constantly bounce stuff off of you, that I had all these leads and stuff that I could then give you and you could move on them because you had your own leads, but I also had sources too. So this lifetime thing comes along in a casting call, and one of my friends tells me that, and she goes, oh, my God, this is a health program. It's going to be on Lifetime TV. They're looking for health professionals, doctors, whatever. Why don't you apply for it? So I brought it to you, and we were so excited, and we approached Lifetime. And by this point, I had a pretty substantial press kit. I had done a lot of writing in fitness magazines. I'd been on the talk show circuit. I'd been an expert on local news. I'd been on some national shows. I'd already hosted some radio stuff. And so I thought I was the prime candidate. I was also a female pretty much just hitting 40, and so I felt that the demographics were also great, a mommy who was also a professional. And I started to make my way through the levels of acceptance. And then I kind of hit a roadblock when they got down to about six of us and they needed three or four, and that physician assistant thing started to hover again. She's not a doctor. What is a PA? Is that really enough for the show? It didn't matter that I had a nutritionist background and a personal training background and a strong exercise physiology background, and I did hands-on medicine. They were really stuck on that PA thing. Right. I remember. So, I had it. it was a constant roadblock for me. Constant roadblock. So I and I was just dying. I was thinking I was I was born to do this this role. I was born to you know be a host on the show and it's lifetime and it's women. Oh my God. So um, we had gotten advice from some other people and I said, what if I just write a personal note, really kind of in a cute but but very passionate way, expressing how important this particular project is to me, how I can contribute and. I'll send it with beautiful flowers. I'm going to order them at the Plaza Hotel because Lifetime's in New York. I want it to be very classy. And how about if I just send that to you? And I remember you conferred with me on it, and I was like, I don't know, maybe. Uh, You know, I was so torn about it. (laughs) Right, but then we also got some other heads in, and they were like, sure, you know, why not? Make it short, sweet, and to the point. Let them know how much, how important this is to you. Remind them of what your strengths are. Just, you know, sure. Go ahead. And so we all agreed, why not? So I go ahead and send it, and we end up finding out that I am now perceived as a stalker. (laughs) Now, I have to tell you, I was many years younger, and I was still not as uh, able to brush off, you know, the kind of uh, negativity that comes along with applying to positions and getting rejected. My world crushed and crumbled. And here I am, the wife of a doctor, a very established, you know, health expert and health professional, a mommy of two, pretty much as sane and normal as, as one can be in this day and age. And now I've got the stalker tag. And I was told, do not even contact anybody at the show anymore. You're off the list. It's a done deal. 
Um, and it's so bizarre. A little to talk about it. And the other day when I was watching the whole Tyra Banks stalking thing go down, don't think that I didn't notice in the papers they mentioned that he sent flowers. And I thought, oh, God, that is so something you shouldn't do. So, again, I can laugh about it now. And if I had it to do all over again, I really, really wanted this, and I think that the world, if the world doesn't allow you to, to show that you care about something passionately in a very, very um, classy way, then I think some of the people in the world have, have kind of cut themselves off, you know, cut themselves off from reality. Right, and, and, and they don't deserve you, these people. But, you know, I think that they're coming from, um, you know, some weird experience with someone else. So they immediately think that that's like a red flag. I mean, that sort of speaks volumes for why people do need publicists, that that sort of intermediary. Because it's one thing to say, I'm great and I want it. It's another thing to say, she's great and we really want it for her and you need her. But as well, you know what I, mean, I, so I certainly think haven't sent any flowers to you, <laughs> They don't deserve your flowers. <laughs> Send your flowers you to your publicist. Flowers. That's about it. <laughs> oh, my God. Amy the stalker. Oh. Yeah, right. Stalker. Yeah. Well, we're going to have to take a break now. So um, I'm your host, Maureen Caddis. We've been talking with healthgal.com. Well, we haven't been talking with the website. We've been talking with Amy Hendel of healthgal.com, and she's also author of Fat Families, Thin Families, and she has a thin family, so she knows what she's talking about. Uh, we are sponsored by Cision. Visit them at com, and we'll be back in a minute with the, uh, after this word from the sponsors. Up-to-date business and financial news. Call now and get the financial information you need. 866-472-5790. 866-472-5790. The experts are here. Voice America Business Network. Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N dot com. Are you tired of the government squandering your tax dollars on bailouts and overpaid bureaucrats? On Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Mike Beitler and his guests explain why big government regulations are the problem and innovative businesses and free markets are the solution. Listen to Free Markets with Dr. Mike Beitler, Thursday mornings at 10 a.m. Eastern Time, 7 a.m. Pacific, on the Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor? To put some positive spin on so that success is in your future? If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, 
Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. America Business Network, the bottom line in business. You're listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again to PR Insider. We're sponsored by Cision. As you know, go to us.cision.com. We've been talking with Amy Hendel, healthgal.com, and uh, telling some funny stories of stalking. <laughs> when PR yeah. crosses the line into stalking. Um, and uh, anyway, Amy, I want to talk about some of the stuff that you have going on now in New York some of the uh, recurring things you have going on. Um, so just, uh, you know, enlighten us. Well, one of the big things that um, I've become really proficient at is um, hosting radio shows. I had a marvelous um, experience hosting a show on Westwood One for a year that was sponsored by Kraft, and it was um, specifically geared towards diabetes, people with diabetes, and how some of the Kraft a sugar-free line of food could factor in. But it was mostly an educational content show. We did great interviews. And I've hosted a lot of um, pharmaceutical uh, video projects and educational projects and things like that. Most recently, I'm now, um, I just finished shooting three radio pilots in New York for a satellite XM radio station, Reach MD. And it is a 24-hour for health professional radio network. So for a change, instead of me hosting radio shows geared towards the consumer, which I think I'm really good at because I really know how to change medical leads into understandable, tangible information, in this case I get to rise to the occasion a little bit and speak to my fellow health professionals. Mm-hmm. And in particular, I'm covering lifestyle, and doctors are very challenged by their own lifestyle I issues. Oh, yes, they and, are. <laughs> My yeah. family is then, very guilty. Right. I know because we've shared those stories together. And then, you know, they sometimes seem a little hypocritical when they're telling their patients what to do, but it's clear they're not doing it. And I also think um, how you communicate with a patient, particularly on weight issues and health conditions related to weight issues, is very, very tough turf. So um, if this show goes through, and I hope it does, we're going to be um, really breaking some ground in helping health professionals talk about um, weight issues, learn about nutrition and fitness. Oh, an awful lot of that is not covered in medical school, though I think that's changing. So this will be edification for the doctor and the health professional, and, and, and that's the name of it exciting again? to me. Say the name of the show again. 
Um, this is, we haven't actually named it yet, but it's on ReachMD, which you can look up, R-E-A-C-H and then capital M-D on XM Satellite Radio. Uh-huh. And there is already 24-hour programming in place. Though it's geared to the health professional, it is certainly available to the average consumer who wants to log on or certainly to PR people who are trying to get a sense of what are the doctors talking about? What are the areas of health they're focusing on? Of course, right now they're doing a lot of on swine flu. So, you know, PR can certainly kind of clue themselves into what are we talking about over there. And my show, if it goes through and gets approved, will be on a lifestyle um, basis topic. When you're in New York, do you um, interact with other um, medical television personalities such as yourself, or do you, you know, sort of not run into them as much? It's very funny you should bring that up because last night I convinced my husband to fly in from L.A. to join me at a huge fundraiser for Health Corps, which is um, an organization that is helmed by Mehmet Oz, who is the famous Dr. Oz who's on the Oprah show. And this is his pet campaign, trying to bring education and awareness to high school students with regards to lifestyle choices and particularly obesity, nutrition, and fitness. So they had their big fundraiser last night, and I'm a little peon still when it comes to the world of media and health. But they put me at a table with um, Dr. David Katz, and Dean Ornish was at the next table, and um, Dr. Mark Hyman was at my table. And these are all guys that are very high-profile media as well as very high-profile in the world of um, teaching at med schools and teaching um, on the road, um, big speakers, platform speakers. So I was put at their table, and, you know, they kept telling me what they've done and what they're going to do, and I kept thinking, just listen. Just listen and soak it up. Don't even bring up the fact that, you know, you kind of compete with them at a lower level. And it was interesting, I think, look, it's great to be in the world of media, but I think we get a little inflated and a little full of ourselves. And I'll still tell you that I am in awe of my husband, who goes to the office every day as a pulmonologist, who saves lives every day, who really one-on-one makes a difference in the world. And though it's wonderful to get to consumers and give them information, let's not overstate the importance or the value of a media health expert. We are what we are. It's a profession. These people that I was sitting with, I I got the sense that they just feel a little larger than life, and maybe that gets them places. Maybe that's a little bit of the missing element in me, but... You know, I try and replace that with tenaciousness and passion, and hopefully that gets the job done in terms of media. Do these people have, um, they they all have publicists and a team? I am assuming that they do. I think they are financially um, obviously getting more gigs than I am, and some of them are actually paid um, intermittent on-air contributors. Mm -hmm. So I have no doubt that they had PR in their lives. I think once you solidify relationships with producers, you can sometimes let PR go for a while and just have that relationship with a producer. But, you know, as you and I have noticed, I've brought you back and forth in and out of my life. As producers move to other shows and you lose contact with them or the nature of a show changes or a show you have a great relationship with goes down and now you've got to start from scratch again. So I don't know if PR has to constantly be there and if it's not affordable, you kind of pick and choose when to bring them back in to bring that fresh force of creativity and thought. It's a different kind of PR than representing a corporation that would always need to have the voice of communication behind them 
protect their brand and their message. When you're working with an individual, I always tell them, you know, all of our relationships are finite. They're sort of right. a beginning, a middle, and an end. And you kind of know when it's there. I mean, we had a nice long run for a couple of years, and it's um, and then it's time to sort of take a break and, and regroup. And then you can sometimes come back, sometimes not. But it's I always tell people you're not locked into a lifetime commitment. It's a it's a campaign. It's a run. And I think it's fluid in the sense that you're not burning a bridge by saying to your PR rep, look, I'm kind of getting a little tight in financing. I think we've had a great run. I think we've gotten out of this particular moment of our relationship what we needed to. I think I'm entrenched here. And then when things go terribly sour or when things change or like now, you and I have been talking about the fact that the green movement is really coming into play, particularly with Obama in office. And now I'm starting to think I know how green um, certainly becomes a component of being healthy and eating nutritiously and cooking and saving bucks and not throwing out wasteful food and being smart with your ingredients and eating home more and maybe exercising at home more. So there are green elements even to health and lifestyle, and I'm rethinking how to position myself now marrying those two concepts. So you know, who knows, Maureen? I may come a calling again. <laughs> yeah, especially <laughs> since, since I've been working. I had a I, last week. I had a, a, a global warming naysayer on the show, so I just kept changing the subjects. I didn't want to get into uh, it. <laughs> <laughs> I was just like, and I just came back okay. from Fortune Brainstorm Green, where I did a um, a, po- a podcast for um, a client called um, uh, New Page or Paper Company, and uh, we, I got to interview uh, Starbucks and McDonald's and Intel and IBM. It was really fun. Um, that's called onpaperseries.com, by the way, which um, will be out soon. Um, so what about some of these, um, the major cable morning shows? How is it going with, like, The View and, and um, the Today Show, the early show, Good Morning America, and Live with Regis and Kelly? And tell me about some of your experiences with them. Well, I'm going to say that um, when I was doing the book tour, my the particular company that I used, which was a company that specialized in book tours, certainly did their due diligence. They got me on an awful lot of radio. They got me on Martha Stewart's Satellite. I was on the early show a couple of times. Um, I was on the 700 Club. I was on um, a lot of local news shows. I was on um, Today Weekend. Again, um, you know, the market is saturated with a lot of lifestyle books. If your name is out there but it's not really high up there, trying to get through to the bookers can be very difficult. Even though I'd been on the Today Show before, we could not break down that door even to get on the fourth hour, and that was frustrating to me. And I did feel like the PR firm I was using had a really good relationship with producers there. So it was just a question of which books on that particular topic they wanted to have on. Again, I always reflect back on the fact that I decided to call it Fat Families, Thin Families, and that's a very in-your-face, difficult kind of discussion to have. People hate that label. And my feeling is if you just read the first couple of pages, you'll know I'm not talking about fat and thin in terms of the body, but you have to be willing to get um, caught by the book, caught by the title, and then open it up and read a page or two before you condemn me for naming the book that way. <laughs> that, I didn't you know, know you were getting caught. Yeah, I mean, it was a tough decision, and we went back and forth on it, and my publishing house thought, yeah, this is really going to grab people. I but in the that. end... Um, I think a lot of people didn't pick it up because they just didn't like that word fat in their faces and they didn't want to be seen carrying around a book that said fat. 
So if I had it to do over again, I might have named it a different title, even though with conviction, I feel like we have to talk about these subjects. Um, um, So, again, you know, being a hindsight quarterbacker is great after the fact. Um, but the book is out there, and again, it did get me a lot of blogging work. Yeah, we're well, going to have to take a break. So, and when we come back, we're going to talk more about what Amy's been doing. Uh, Great in the present day. We'll be back in a moment. the market's up or down, or if you're looking to improve your portfolio, our experts are ready to talk to you. Call now. Toll free, 866-472-5790. That's 866-472-5790. Voice America Business Network. Webster's Dictionary defines a vertex as the highest point, the summit. The word vertex is derived from Latin, meaning to turn or to spin. If you have a product or service that needs exposure to a desired marketplace, shouldn't the idea be to reach the summit? To turn the tide of public opinion in your favor, to put some positive spin on so that success is in your future. If you run a major corporation and pay for expensive in-house public relations services, or if you're working from home yet need to know how to promote your new product or service, or if you fall somewhere in between, Vertex Communications, a public relations firm, is here to turn the tide on public opinion for you and your product. Vertex Communications, helping you communicate to the Vertex. Contact Vertex Communications at VertexPR.com to get an honest, straightforward assessment of your PR profile and a plan that will work for you, not against you. That's V-E-R-T-E-X-P-R.com. Communicate to the Vertex. Technology is changing the way we live our lives and how we do business. On CIO Talk Radio, we talk about the benefits of technology and the great things it allows us to do, as well as its risks. Heard every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, Sunjo Gall interviews business leaders and other experts that are shaping the way we use technology. To learn more about the show, visit www.ciotalkradio.com. Keep up with the changing world of technology and listen to CIO Talk Radio with Sunjo Gall. Listen in every Wednesday at 9 a.m. Central, 7 a.m. Pacific, right here on Voice America Business. Cision's communication intelligence allows organizations to tell their story effectively. Whether they're speaking to TV networks or social networks, the company's Cision Point web platform integrates the world-class Bacon's Media Database with global media monitoring and analysis services. It gives communications professionals the tools they need to optimize their performance and build corporate and brand reputation. Find us on the web at www.us.cision.com. That's us.cision.com. C-I-S-I-O-N dot com. The business community's first choice in Internet Talk Radio. Voice America Business Network. You're 
listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis, brought to you by Cision on the web at us.cision.com. Maureen and her guests would love to hear from you during the live show. Please call in to 1-866-472-5790. That's 1-866-472-5790. You can also email your questions to be addressed on the show. Send your email to Maureen at prinsider.biz. That's Maureen at prinsider.biz. Now, back to the show. Welcome back again to a couple of yentas sitting around talking. Oh, I mean PR Insider. This is your host, Maureen Kettis. I've been talking with Amy Hendel, my fellow favorite co-yenta. <laughs> We've Thank been chatting. <laughs> We've been chatting. I can't believe it's already segment three because I feel like I could go on forever with Amy. Yeah. Um, Amy, welcome back. Um, so we want to talk about a lot about um, um, new media, but before we get into that, I want to um, ask you about um, why it's difficult for you to take advertisers on your website and advertising. Well, you know, part of my the reason why I'm in New York is um, trying to get um, some kind of stronghold on being a quoted expert in radio and talk and news particularly. And if you want to be an expert in news, you really cannot be associated with any advertising, with any endorsements of products. So that being said, I can certainly promote my book on my site. Um, it's a personal, um, you know, uh, product. But other than that, the one campaign that I did take on, and that was this past year, is I did take on the role of being a spokesperson for the um, 100% orange juice, the Florida citrus growers. And the reason for that was that I have used orange juice in my life since the time that I was a toddler. I do think that um, portion sizes of orange juice have great merit in the diet um, you know, picture. And they didn't ask me to promote their product. They asked me to promote the value of orange juice and its nutrients. And so I very specifically promoted it with portion control in mind. And um, they let me envelop the message into really a more global health message. So you didn't feel so they worked with me, and it really, really was a great relationship. Oh, great. So, okay, let's talk about social networking. How are you doing? Are you blogging and twittering? Larry King is twittering. Get involved. And um, I am a paid blogger on a website called healthcentral.com, which is a huge global medical site that's actually been buying up other medical sites. Friends of Quinn is one of their recent acquisitions, and that is the son of two rather stellar Washington persons who himself had learning issues and grew up and wrote about it in a book. And he has a very, very active website. So they've bought up Wellsphere, and they're really competing with WebMD, and I get to write blogging and informational content um, on a host of subjects. So that's wonderful, and I get paid for it. HealthCentral.com. HealthCentral.com. And then are you Twittering? Like I said, Larry King is Twittering. If Larry King can Twitter, Amy Hendel can Twitter. Yeah, I Twitter. I definitely Twitter, but I really, um, I only Twitter Twitter uh, What's your Twitter um, address? I don't know. I just tell people to go to Twitter.com and look for Health Gal or Amy Handel, and they seem to be able to find me really quickly. Oh, okay. <laughs> but you do. You got to. You got to learn your own name. Like Twitter, go find me, and they find me. And I've got a small following of Twitterers, uh-huh. and basically, I send out just a couple of um, tweets on breaking health news. 
And, and they seem to appreciate it, and I give them websites to go to to get more information. I'm certainly on Facebook, but I really use Facebook as a personal um, thing, and I'm really careful not to allow anybody into my Facebook page other than close friends. I will tell you that I'm on LinkedIn, and I'm probably still not using LinkedIn as much as I should. I'm still learning the ropes there. But I'm certainly involved there, and it got me to a website called Cafe Mom. It got me to um, a website called Mom Logic, and so I occasionally make contributions there. Still not a paid position, right. but I'm hopeful that maybe some of my writings will get recognized. I also blog on AARP just because I think it's great to be in touch with. 50-plus boomers and give them information, and they're a great population. So I'm definitely reaching out there, but my newsletter, which is a free daily newsletter that gives you a little daily health pearl of information, has really been my calling card to people to keep them in touch with good health information and what are my media appearances, and I kind of list and update my media appearances in that free newsletter. And, again, they can get that at healthgal.com. Great. And then you were talking about um, at the break this Boomer Babe Manual or the Jewish Boomer Babe <laughs> What the heck is that? Well, I, I said to you, Maureen, I need to reinvent myself. And since um, I'm hitting Boomer Age, I thought, well, maybe I should put out a Boomer Babe Manual since I still look pretty good at my age okay. and I'm still incredibly active and people are shocked when they hear that my daughter is my daughter because she's 25. And many people do say we look like sisters and I haven't had any significant work done, so it's all about good eating, good lifestyle, taking care of myself, and some good genes from mom. Um, but I do think that being a boomer babe has a lot of merit, and the boomers are a population with great monetary spending capacity, and they're smart. So at the back burner is, well, maybe my next project should be writing a manual called the Boomer Babe Manual and uh, really outline with some Yiddish terminology some of the funny moments in my life and some of the funny aha moments and some of the tips and, you know, techniques that I've used to keep myself really active and engaged. Well, in terms of, you know, marketing and, and, and things like that, I mean, obviously it would be great for a website, but I think that Madison Avenue has for many years ignored you know, the boomer age, now you can't ignore them. And, and one of the things that Madison Avenue says in their analyses is this group of, particular group of people doesn't change and adapt, and that's why they don't go after them. That's their excuse for not marketing to older people. But I've found, and I think that research now is showing, that actually the boomers are very adaptable, will change technology, will learn new stuff, and there's going to be just a whole wealth of television shows and media and traditional media and social media that's um, linked, you know, geared towards the older generation. And I think that's a really smart move. That's going to be the mainstay of our population or the older people. Yeah, I think we're selling them short. I mean, I think I'm a representation of the average person who, though grudgingly sometimes, really wants to stay current, involved, hip and trendy, smart about expenditures, smart about short and long-term planning, smart about the products I engage in. But we are the people with the purses still, even during this economic crunch, which is now preventing college graduates from going out and getting jobs. They're all going back for higher learning because they have nothing else that they can do, whereas we boomers are out there yeah. reinventing ourselves, engaging in, you know, marketing and I was just I was just at the world. This, uh, trade show and I was introduced as the senior member of our team. I was like, the senior <laughs> member? When did that happen? I'm the young one. 
So, um, <laughs> Tabby, because we're going to close in, in, a, in about a minute, but I just want to hear, what was your favorite TV experience of all time? I have to say that getting on the Today Show as an iVillage.com fitness and health coach and helming a challenge and being able to discuss it on the Today Show, to me, the Today Show is the top runner in morning programming. The people on the Today Show are as nice as they seem. It was fun to get on several times. It was fun to tell people I've been on the Today Show. And I would say that was probably my greatest coup, and that was because I was a blogger at iVillage.com. Fabulous. See, the new media pays off. Well, Amy, it's been a pleasure having you. You can find more about Amy on healthgal.com. That was the name I didn't like, but she chose it, and I think she was right. Uh, you can sign up for her free newsletter. It's actually really great. It's short to the point and gives you a daily update on, on things that are going on. Um, I want to thank our sponsor, Cision. I want to thank my wonderful nephew who wrote my theme song, Doran Roberts Kettis. You can email him at doranrk at yahoo.com. And my wonderful executive producer, John Missile. Don't forget to go to prinsider.biz and sign up for our weekly reminders. And we're on live every Friday at 9 a.m. We'll talk to you next week. Thanks again for listening to PR Insider with your host, Maureen Kettis. PR Insider is brought to you by Cision, helping communications experts navigate the sea of social media. Visit them on the web at us.cision.com. And make sure you join us again next Friday at noon Eastern Time, 9 a.m. Pacific on the Voice America Business Network. Have a great week. again for listening to the preceding program brought to you on the voice america business channel for more information about our network and to check out additional show hosts and topics of interest please visit voiceamericabusiness.com the voice america talk radio network is the worldwide leader in live internet talk radio visit voiceamerica.com the views and ideas expressed on the preceding program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the voice america talk radio network its staff and management